2: We've got updates on the Bengals defensive stars, such as Trey Hendrickson, DJ Reader, and Logan Wilson. Plus, is the Bengals offense all the way back? We'll break that down and more.
1: You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisco. He's your host James Rapine. Lockdown Bengals is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, covering your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So, if you like what we're doing, hit the thumbs up button on YouTube. Somebody in our comments pointed out on our game review episode that we had like eight thousand views and only three hundred and something thumbs up. And I know I know more than three hundred of you like that video, so. Let's get in the habit of clicking thumbs up if you like the video. I, we would really appreciate that, and we of course appreciate everybody who just watches and listens wherever you get your podcasts, and especially those of you who make us your first listen. And James, without delaying any longer, let's get to some of these injury updates that we got from Zach Taylor in his press conference, his podium on Monday. Mostly good news for some very important pieces on the Bengals defense.
0: Yeah, mostly good news, and let's start with Trey Hendrickson. He, he suffered a uh, a stinger on Sunday, and obviously it was kind of scary initially, and then he was able to get up and walk off the field, and he was furious. Um, but but overall, Trey Hendrickson, it sounds like they're optimistic that he'll be able to suit up next Monday night against the Cleveland Browns as the Bengals search. And I'll be the first to say it, but we're going to hear it a lot over the next week. Search for their first division win of the season you already know oh and two in the division it's gonna it's gonna be talked about a lot uh, and so having trey hendrickson would be huge um and, and we'll go through these but just on trey hendrickson he was in the locker room today he was walking around it wasn't like there was any kind of brace or any sign of anything uh walked i, I watched him walk from his locker to get a water someone asked him if they could interview him he said nah that's it <laughs> and he kept it kept it moving but I, I do think he's okay. So Trey Hendrickson is a, a big one because I, I didn't want to have to go into the, man, if they don't have him, you know, what is this defense? What does this pass rush look like? And maybe we'll still have to do that. Maybe something happens unforeseen, but as of now, it sounds like he is going to be able to suit up.
2: Yeah, the singer, of course, is is still not pleasant. It's something that Vontez Burfecht dealt with a lot, or maybe that was the Bengals trying to cover up concussions. I don't know. There's a lot of speculation there. I'm not going to say they were covering up concussions, though. That's a – pretty big accusation to make (laughs) perfect of course dealt with a lot of stingers in his time and and what a stinger is 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 you can see it on the play what happens is trey hendrickson is like bent at the waist and and is kind of at a 90 degree angle and jay tufele is engaged with the block and kind of his body hits the top of trey's head and you, you see this compression of the neck, and and if his head isn't perfectly centered, then you're you're getting the the torque on the neck as well, and and you're you're stretching nerves, and that's what the stinger is. Is it's the uncomfortable overstretching of some of those nerves in the neck that can lead to, if you've ever dealt with nerve pain, that burning sensation that comes with nerve injuries, and so not something that hopefully will be long term can lead to numbness as well, and you know no reason to put trade back in the game and maybe he wasn't even allowed back into the game because he did show some of that gross motor function ataxia or whatever the new concussion protocol is when he was getting up but it's fair to understand why you'd be staggered if somebody just like crunches your neck and that somebody happens to weigh 300 pounds like J2 Fela did so glad to hear that it's not a concussion didn't really to me necessarily look like it was enough brunt force to the head Blunt force, I should say, to the head to to cause that sort of uh, brain trauma that you see in concussions. But you never want to speculate about those things. And so that is, of course, good news. And hopefully he's ready to play because Trey Hendrickson's having another fantastic year and is Mm -hmm. obviously a very important piece on this defensive line that is down DJ Reader. And it's a good thing they got a good game out of J.T. And we'll talk more about this in our film review episode. He was the highest graded Bengal on defense in this game against the Atlanta Falcons. So that's fantastic for J2 part of the run defense package. They rolled out there against the Falcons, but it's a good thing he's playing well because while Trey Hendrickson looks like he's going to be on track and, and hopefully he'll be able to play. It sounds like they're pretty optimistic, at least again, barring unforeseen complications. Doesn't sound like DJ Reader is getting activated off of the IR this week.
0: No, it, it doesn't. And you know, it's unfortunate. It's also – that was extremely optimistic to, to think that. But he had done some rehab work and he had, you know, walked around. And even on Monday, was walking around the locker room, didn't have a knee brace on or anything like that. But look, when it happened, it was bi-week. That's what I was told. I, I, would, I think Kelsey Conway was the first to report that it was a significant knee injury and it was going to take some time. And then you reach out to a couple people and it was like, yeah, probably the buy going to go on injured reserve, probably the buy. And now at this point, if he's not going to be ready for Cleveland, are you bringing him back for Carolina and activating that 21 day window? I'd be surprised. And that's not me. Heck, They just beat the Buccaneers. I just I would be surprised if they did that. So I would not be shocked at all if we don't see DJ Reader until Pittsburgh, but we might see double nickel. Fifty-five. Logan Wilson could return this week. Zach Taylor saying that he's optimistic about Logan Wilson, and you know it's that shoulder injury, not as serious as it was last year, and he was able to play through it. But obviously, surgically repaired, and it looked ugly last week uh, against the Saints. But it sounds like they're optimistic that he can give it a go. So we'll see more when they return to practice on Thursday. You know, if he's able to go, how he responds, how his body responds, And, and I'm sure. know that the Bengals if they have to they'll play it safe but they're certainly better when Logan logan wilson's out there
2: yeah and there's there's a a couple things there that i want to touch on one pointing out practice on thursday everything's pushed a day this week so everybody knows that there there's the monday night football schedule push happening so we've got a couple of days of media unavailability here coming up from the team instead of just the one day so just a, a note for you if you're wondering what to expect from the team and when. But two, yes, there are a better team when Logan Wilson's out there. And again, something we'll we'll hopefully have time to get to in, in film tomorrow. The linebacker depth for this team is just such a luxury. And Marcus Bailey playing as I speculated he might. You might remember we were talking about this in, in one of the game previews. I said, well, maybe they'll put Marcus Bailey out there and run defense packages and they'll try mm-hmm. to get a key Gaither out there for more of the coverage snaps and lo and behold Marcus Bailey has 15 run defense snaps according to PFF against the Falcons only four coverage snaps and Akeem Davis Gaither has 14 coverage snaps which is almost all of them by the way because the Falcons didn't throw the ball that much and 17 run defense snaps so they kind of kept Akeem Davis Gaither out there a little bit more but Marcus Bailey did come onto the field as a sub package player when they were expecting run and You could continue to see that even if Logan Wilson gets back because I do think they like Marcus Bailey more in that role as a run defender. Also, he was really good, again, according to PFF, in his run defense role, the second highest graded Bengal on defense against the Falcons, Marcus Bailey behind Jay Tufele. So some guys stepping up in lieu of some of these injured players and, hey... That, that's a, a nice problem to have. If you have some guys that are earning more playing time from the depths of the depth chart.
0: Yeah, it is. And uh, you know, I, I thought Akeem Davis Gaither played well too. And that's what a luxury. And, and I actually, I talked to Akeem on Monday and I said this, I was like, I think this is the deepest, the linebacker room and most talented. The linebacker room has been since I covered the team and, and, and followed it as close as I have. And I'd go back to, let's say, you know 2013 on right like i just you know that yeah they had vontaz Perfect, but what else did they have right like this team they're confident in joe bachi who just got activated a couple of days ago right so they, they they like a lot of these guys and they're all around the same age and um you know Jermaine Pratt they're certainly confident in too so it's uh, it's been fun to watch and it's um it's a nice change of pace from a few years ago when it was like man the bengal's need backers not yeah, they anymore had nothing
2: <laughs> and you could go back to what, like Odell Thurman's rookie year. I was cool. pretty pretty pleased with that group. Brian Simmons and in, in one of his later years with the Bengals, along with Odell Thurman and 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 uh, Landon Johnson, 2005 that Bengals. That's yeah. a, that's a pretty solid room. But yeah. I'm sure I'm sure our listeners will have some other opinions. It's been a while since the Bengals were this deep at linebacker. It is a nice luxury. And uh, the guys that, that have played for them, especially in this stretch of games that we've talked about, a lot of teams that really want to run the ball, That that's a nice uh, nice luxury to have. People are talking about this offense, though, James. Spent a lot of time on injuries and some of these defensive players. The entire internet is a buzz with, is the Bengals' offense back? And, well, nobody knows better than us, of course, here on Lockdown Bengals. And before we get into our film review, we will get into the question of, is is that Bengals offense all the way back? That's coming up next. Nick Vigil
0: is not walking through that door. Neither is Dante Moke. Now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with the challenge in life. But when you learn to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big, no matter how small, if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, well, BetterHelp is a great option for a variety of reasons. One, it's convenient, accessible, affordable, entirely online. If you're uh, looking at, ah, well, what if you get matched with a therapist and it's just not the right vibe online? Well, guess what? You can switch therapists anytime and you do fill out a survey, brief survey to help pair you with the right therapist to help you. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn.
2: We're also brought to you today by LinkedIn Jobs. We know that these days every potential new hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available and what better way than to use LinkedIn jobs to help you find the right people for your team faster and for free. We love free things here on Locked On Bengals. You can add your job to the purple hiring frame on your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. They've got simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on the right candidates with just the right skills experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Hey, I wonder how Zach Taylor would look on the Bengals screening questions these days compared to when they first brought him in as a head coach. Probably my answers would be different.
0: Debate. Yeah. Probably my answers would be different
2: <laughs> topic of some debate among Bengals fans, but right now you can check it out. LinkedIn jobs will help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply.
0: Let's dive in here, Jake, with the the offense side of things, How how we feel about it. Have they arrived? Is the 2021 Bengals offense with a new and improved offensive line finally here? What we sort of expected, right, is this offense to level up with a new offensive line, and they've done that the past two weeks, 65 points again in second episode in the row. I get to point it out, 32 and a half points per game. That math game is just um, Joe, Joe Burrow uh, with uh, six touchdown passes, four of 32 yards or more over that stretch Two 60 yarders. Oh, my goodness. The point is the offense is explosive again, and they're putting up a ton of points and so I'll ask the question you teased is where do you stand with this offense? And do you think that they're essentially what we were hoping they would become, you know, going into the season, which is with a leveled up version of what they were last year, along with better protection in the trenches?
2: Yeah, there are certainly some quality of competition questions here. Right, and you, you think about the banged up Falcons secondary, the Falcons fans, if you're engaged with the opponent on social media or what have you, you're probably hearing a lot of, oh, it's practice squad corners. Congratulations, you beat up on practice squad corner." Okay, whatever. I mean, that, that doesn't really change that they're calling concepts that are putting players into conflict. They're out coaching the opposition, I think, on the offensive side of the ball a little bit in the last couple of weeks. So, do I want to see more? Yes. Do I want to see, you know, how they're going to contend with an elite edge rusher, Miles Garrett? Yes. They've had a, a slate of of protection looking better against worse pass rushes, and Joe Burrow being able to take advantage of mismatches in the secondary, and that is fantastic. And it can continue, and they can build on this. And I do think they're a lot of the way back. You look at, for example. The, the EPA per play numbers, expected points added per play numbers, the uh, CPOE completion percentage over expected numbers for the, the last six weeks. So just throw out week one. And uh, Ben Baldwin does this over on the Running Backs Don't Matter website. You can run your own reports and everything. You look at your, your EPA plus CPOE. So expected points added plus completion percentage over expected composite score, and and he's found that this has been pretty predictive uh, in terms of of who's going to be the the high level of offense for the rest of the year. Joe Burrow's number one since week one, ahead of Patrick Mahomes, ahead of Josh Allen, who by Ooh. far, you know, eye test wise, Ooh. everyone around the league would say are playing the best quarterback position in the NFL ahead of Geno Smith, by the way, who would be like number four right now as I continue to be a Geno Smith truther. Yeah. Chill a little, chill I mean, a little. Look, man, the guy does unreal things. Every oh week. my God. Oh my God. He's, he's been, it, fine. it's crazy. It's nuts. It's yeah. actually nuts. The the other one that I liked is you look at DVOA and, and again, you throw out week one and you can't throw out week one. I'm using selective endpoints here a little bit, but you throw out week one, The Bengals are, I think, second in DVOA in that period of time. You throw out week two as well. Their last five games are first in overall DVOA. And so that's not just the offense. The offense, I think, is like third and second probably in those categories. Overall for the season, they jumped from 12 to six with a dominant week seven. So are they all the way back is is a question we started here before I went on a log rant and pointed to some some stats that support this idea. I don't know if they're all the way to where they want to be, but they're a lot closer and they're doing more of the things they want to do. And they're playing to Joe Burrows and this wide receiving core strengths better than they had early in the season and better than they did at times last season. And Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of reason to think that they can continue to build on this, continue to You know, play that shotgun offense where they're they're not siloed anymore. And Nate Tice and Robert Mays talked about this on the athletic football show last night. I think I talked about it last week. The siloing issue of this offense goes away when there aren't two offenses anymore. So they've gotten mostly outside of a few, you know, short yardage and game-ending situations, the under center stuff, and they're a shotgun team now. And that has unlocked seemingly a lot and You know, I I think we'll see it continue. I have a lot of confidence in this offense right now. And I was confident in this offense going into the Falcons game, you might remember. I just want to see it continue, right? Let's see it go for for a few more weeks here while the competition still is not like best defense in the league, like they might face with the Bills, if they're still the best defense in the league statistically later this year.
0: Yeah, I look a couple things. I'm gonna go to basic stats just for a second. And stats that Those are also fine. They're that, welcome. That, no, d- just for a second because it's it's wild to say this, but everyone's like, "Oh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are on another planet." And are they? Because Joe Burrow's thrown for more yards than Josh Allen, and he's like uh Josh 62 yards, buy, 62 so. yards. Okay, that that's fine. He, he's Two hundred more yards than, than than Josh Allen. Either way, it's close. And Mahomes is only um, fifty, well, sixty-two yards uh, ahead of Joe Burrow. Uh, touchdown wise, it's twenty to fifteen, Mahomes to Burrow. Okay, interceptions, it's five, five, and four. Burrow's been sacked more than those guys. Quarterback rating, both of those guys are ahead. We can use that, but it's close. Burrow's fifth in the league. Uh, suddenly, he's like either first to fifth in the league. By the way, he's completing way, uh, 2% more of his passes than either of those guys. And I'm not saying they're all the way back, but i am he's playing much better, much more explosive the past couple of weeks. The accuracy has been there and was certainly there on Sunday. And, and that's really what you good. wanted to see. The pocket presence has been there for multiple weeks now. And this isn't just a burrow thing, but when you're talking about the offense and the ceiling, uh, of course it's about the quarterback. And he's starting to play that way for a variety of reasons, which we've talked about. And so if he's continuing to play at this level with this pocket presence and now the accuracy is back in, yeah, he is. they are on that level, especially if they can block even at a league average capacity, which they've certainly done that, and then Mm -hmm. some, I think, in recent weeks. So do I buy there all the way back? I think they're really, really close, and I think the ceiling's – much higher like I don't think we've seen their ceiling yet which is really exciting and it's not just Burrow by the way Jamar Chase is on pace to have more touchdowns and yards than he did last year and and so uh, all three receivers on pace to top a thousand yards right I mean so this offense they have a shot now but Mm -hmm. they got to get to that 30 points per game I think they're eighth in points per game now which is is certainly much better than it was a few weeks ago got to get closer to that 30 points per game mark which is going to be tough considering their start But I think they're capable.
2: I have a few more thoughts on this that I want to get to. And we'll do that to finish the show before, like kind of resetting our expectations for the rest of the year. Talk a little bit about the playoffs. I know it's early, but it's time to start these conversations, I think. So we'll go there to finish the show coming up next.
0: But first, I have to talk about prize picks because prize picks is daily fantasy that you need to get in on. Why? Well, I'm looking here at a direct message from a loyal listener, Stanley Mann. I called him Stan the man last week or a couple weeks ago during this. Well, this week, Stan the man picked five picks. Burrow over, Chase over, Pitts less. Um, Let's see. Uh, So Burrow and Chase more, Pitts, Mariota, Najee Harris um, less on Pitts, less on Mariota, more on Najee Harris rushing attempts because you take more or less with prize picks. And guess what? He turned a hundred dollars into a thousand dollars. He sent me the screenshot point is, is what you do with prize picks. You pick two to five players. And if they're going to score more or less, and if you hit that, you're going to win money. It's daily fantasy, the way it should be played. You going against the projection that prize picks puts out there. So download the prize picks app, go to PrizePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. So if you're stand the man and it's your first time and you want to put 100 bucks out there, that's fine. Guess what? Prize picks is going to give you 100 bucks with promo code locked on. Don't forget to enter that promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: James, I want to talk about some of the expectations for this team for the rest of the season now that they've kind of put those first two games of the year in the rearview mirror a little bit, right? And kind of move beyond that at this point. It's Halloween thing,
0: season. Spooky, spooky.
2: Go ahead. Well, one thing you said, though, that I really liked is you're talking about the potential, right? And I was listening to Mike Renner and Trevor Sikama on the uh, the PFF. Uh, what, I don't even know what their podcast is specifically called. It's just... People know called.
0: who they are. PFF.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've had them on the show, of course. You've seen them. They do good work. Really like what they do. They're doing their power rankings, right? And they both got the Bengals at four, which is, I think, where I put them this week as well. And... I was listening to them discussing this and they're like, yeah, I see the Eagles is solidly a tier two team, but the Bengals are a team. And I I don't think they can, you know, based on their quarterback, based on these factors, I don't know if they can join the bills and chiefs in tier one, not to disrespect them or anything, you know, six and O team could easily get to 10 and O in the NFC, which is starting to crystallize a little bit. I think Dallas is an okay team in the NFC as well, but they were talking about, you know, the Bengals, have this potential that they've shown us the last six, eight, ten quarters, whatever you b- want to believe, whatever number you want to pick. Because I think the offense has been pretty good going back to the second half of the Baltimore game. They've shown that they can they can make that leap and get to where they were last year when they could go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. And the other part of it that we haven't talked about as much, that the offense obviously is the potential for this team. That is the ceiling for this team. That's how they get to tier one. Is if they start doing this stuff every week, where they're scoring four touchdowns on four drives to start the game, and they're making you pick your poison. And Joe Burrow's processing at this elite level and getting the ball out to his playmakers at the right place at the right time. Well, that that's how they get to their maximized potential. But the other part of it is the defense is still really good, especially in the second half. They've extended an insane streak in the last 15 third quarters they've played. This is from Warren Sharp. They've given up 22 points in their last 15 games in the third quarter
0: it's insane
2: that's That's not insane there's one touchdown there which is obviously last season and and a handful of field goals and that's it they've
0: i I, honestly and people are going to say halftime adjustments i don't i don't necessarily even think it's that and that's what people focus on i think if they just kept playing and they treated it like all right everybody get your juice boxes and then we're going to go back out there for the third quarter I I think they're just good at adjusting, period. And they look at what the offense does, and they're like, all right, well, they beat us with this and this. For example, the Falcons game. We got beat over the top. Don't let that happen again. Easy. That's pretty simple, right? Breakdown between uh, Eli Apple and Von Bell, according
2: to Luana Rumo, by the way. Um, And and so don't let that happen again. I don't think I buy – I need to see the play again. But I I think that Eli might have thought he had help anyway. Continue.
0: Yeah, that's what – Again, lose words. And, and mm-hmm. so there's that. And outside of that, and Zach has summed this up it was a bad return, uh, you know, bad coverage on a return to give them three. And then they yeah. went on a one long drive. So the defense was playing really well. And so it, was, it wasn't, oh my God, it's 28 17 defense. It, simple. Do what you've done. And if they want to take 13 minutes off the clock to score seven points, good luck. And uh, the one thing Lou did say, see, and this is the thing why I don't necessarily buy that it was just straight, you know, they, they make a ton of changes at halftime. I just think they adapt as the game goes. He was like, "Yeah, we're going to force them to go three and out on this first possession," <laughs> and they did. Obviously, that was a big possession in the game. But yeah, I I just think that this coaching staff, certainly this defense, has adjusted. I mean, you go back to the playoff run; they really adjusted to what offenses were doing. These high powered offenses. Mm-hmm. And in the way the Rams shot out of the gate, the way the Chiefs shot out of the gate, they adjust, they calm it down, and they're able, maybe not to put it to sleep like they have so far this year in the second half, but certainly slow it down.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that's a crazy run they're on, too. Zach Taylor in this post-game locker room hype speech telling the team that only three teams since since 1970 have held opponents to zero second half touchdowns for seven straight weeks and somebody in my dm said the last time it happened was like in 1990 or something 25 or 20 i don't 32 years ago how how long ago was 32 years ago it'd be 1990 and maybe it was 25 years ago it doesn't matter point is it's rare math
0: everyone for... thinks you're better at math and that's hilarious because clearly it's not true past two episodes
2: let's check the tape Let's check Let's the check tape. It. James can divide, tape. what? what is it, 65 by 2? You nailed it twice. You couldn't, what couldn't you do?
1: I, mean, I, I struggle difference. with I,
2: basic arithmetic sometimes. I, that is true. I just, the point is, this defense has been fantastic in the second half. They've closed games out. They did it against the Chiefs <laughs> twice last year. And everyone, like, I, I'm always going to remember when I said going into that AFC championship game, you're not going to beat the Chiefs twice by holding them to three second half points twice. And and then they did. And so there is a significant track record here. But Lou Anarumo has a secondary playing great. And, and that's his focus, of course, as a defensive backs coach. They've been really impressive for the most part outside of a few coverage busts this year. But in general, James, you're talking about the defense's ability to adapt as, as, as time goes on. I think this year, has the coaching staff been perfect? Obviously, no. And are there some legitimate, uh, you know, criticisms of, the, of this coaching staff? They're a bit quieted this week, right? Because it was a good week for this team against a, 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 you know, questionable middle of the pack kind of Atlanta team, which did just beat San Francisco, by the way. Big win. Um, Unless San Francisco just sucks, who the hell knows? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I guess, and I don't think they do, but I don't know for sure.
2: Yeah, for, for all the criticisms of this coaching staff, the one thing I, that I think they actually do a good jo- job of is adjusting. And sometimes yeah. it's a little bit slower than you want it to be on the offensive side of the ball, where it takes them a couple quarters or a couple a couple drives to figure it out. And sometimes this weeks. has come back to bite them, like in the Ravens game, right? Just kidding. I was just kidding. I didn't hear what I you mean. said. I said a couple weeks. Well, it, and it did. They right, do, they, no they, they had to totally transform what they wanted to do, right? They came into the season. They wanted to be a wide zone team. They wanted to be this balanced team who could beat you in a number of ways. They realized that they couldn't do it. But I do think you have to credit them for making those adjustments and finding things that honestly look significantly more sustainable, really on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's where I'm kind of at with this team. We'll see how they do the next couple of weeks. They get to this buy at six and three which they should yeah i know they're Mm -hmm. tough games pj walker just had an incredible incredible game against the tampa bay buccaneers and miles garrett is going to be a lot to deal with and nick chubb in that running game in cleveland well plenty of time to talk about it they're going to be tough games but they should get to six and three here are you on are you underestimating pj goat slayer walker I just said he had a great or, game. Or or what if
0: what if Baker Mayfield comes back and he's, he's been not. great against the Bengals?
2: What I'm just they'll I'm, put in sub packages for Baker that week just yeah, because just so it's he against the Bengals. Yeah,
0: I <laughs> Yeah. Point is I I'm not even I get it and I do understand the should and and I said this before the Falcons game. I was talking who was I talking to? multiple fans, the Chucky fans. Um, I was talking to captain and, and uh, Jess, I was talking, I was like, they should win should, but they should have won week one, you know? And so it, it's tough. They, I, I thought they should have won week two in Dallas, you know? Okay. Don't let Micah Parsons completely crush you forever. And, and so that it's one of those things where I, if they figured it out the way it looks, they absolutely should take mm-hmm. care of business against a, it, it's just hard, man. It's gonna be it's a hard. crazy and gonna be a crazy environment in Cleveland. I'm not even talking about Carolina. That Cleveland game on Halloween, you know, you you've got those Browns fans doing like body shots in the in the Muni lot and, and stuff before the game, and guys with pumpkins on their head. Like, it, it's gonna be a wild environment. But what better way for for Joe Burrow to get his first one against the Browns, you know? So
2: have have you seen opening line for this game? Have I'll check it real quick. Anyway? I, I
0: have I have not yet. Usually Tuesdays when I. I, you know, yeah, I it's a,
2: it's I a little bit early. I'm guessing the Bengals are going to be like five oh, plus point favorites. I,
0: actually, I have. I think it was three. Let me look again. Really? The, I, I think I saw it last night. Yeah, let me check. I'm checking right now. People are hating yeah. that I'm checking, but we want to make sure. Obviously, yeah, I I'm curious to be a bet it online. Three. It's three and a half right. right
2: now. So okay. it might have
0: opened at three, and now it's three and a half.
2: So 538 has it at six and a half. That's where they would put it. They see significant value on the Bengals, and and so th- this isn't a betting line. This is just how how their sure. like their analytics Talent-wise. stuff sees it, and and PFF actually sees it closer than than plus three. So they don't see an edge there for the Bengals. So I'm a little bit surprised there, but uh, the reason I'm looking at this stuff is because I was looking at playoff odds as well, and this win big bump for the Bengals playoff odds and the simulators that guys like Football Outsiders and websites I should say like Football Outsiders and 538 run uh the Bengals looking 68%, 61%, sorry, in the football outsiders playoff odds and 71% in the 538 playoff odds and so big boost to their playoff odds getting to 4 and 3 getting above 500 and you know we'll probably regret and they'll probably regret some of those those early season games in particular week 1 against the the Steelers but they're in good shape here Despite the schedule getting a little bit tougher and I know any given Sunday and I'm not overlooking any of these teams, I promise you. But if they're the team that I think they are and that we would like to believe they are, then that's what we would see from them well, well, the next couple of weeks going into the bye.
0: That's right. You, you got to start handling things. You can't go 0-3 in the AFC North if you want to be considered a yeah. real contender. Right? You, you can't lose to PJ, Goat Slayer. Walker. By the way, does anyone think Tampa Bay is a contender right now? No not at all so could that change maybe but not when you're losing to pj walker or baker mayfield he's in the same category
2: pj walker was the uh only quarterback that pff graded higher than joe burrow this week in case you were curious i'm not
0: knocking pj walker but i know spoiler the carolina panthers who just traded their all pro running back are not contenders so no. contending teams should not lose to non-contenders. And I, I'm not saying it to you. I'm saying it to everyone because I, I I can feel it. I can feel well, it. PJ the, Walk, the XFL, XFL fans out there are about to get so mad at me. Go ahead.
2: They they got the uh fired coach bump, right? Like that's isn't that an is I think this is like a well studied phenomenon that you fire a coach mid season and, and a lot of times you'll get a temporary performance boost from from the team. I don't think that extends until week what. Nine, Nine when they play, Could. so good we'll see we'll see how how they play Can't... next week. We're we're getting way too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah, here we you got to you,
1: you
0: are man. Let's let's play the schedule game. Let, let, Locked on Bengals schedule game. game. Here we go. Four and three. What do you say here this week? All right. What do you got next week? All right. Steelers after the bye, and then it gets real tough. I don't want to get there yet. That's why you got to handle business. You didn't do it early yeah. in the season, and it's about to get really tough soon. Real real tough.
2: It's time to to handle business. They've done a great job of it the last couple of weeks. I know it was a little touch and go against the Saints at the beginning of the game, but they they found a way to to make it relatively drama-free at the end, just like they did against the Falcons, which wasn't really ever in question, but we still haven't talked about this somehow. 17 plays, 94 yards, 8 minutes and 44 seconds to end the game against the Falcons, which is incredible. And, I, and, and that's all the time we have, really, to talk about it. But it was an incredible drive. It's a great way to the end the
0: show. Yeah, it's a
2: great way to end the show. And, and that's how we'll finish the show, indeed. One of the more positive shows we've probably ever had on this podcast. I guess I've drunk the orange Kool-Aid, but I think things drunk. are going in the right direction here. You need to drink really the math do. Kool-Aid because you can't add and subtract. No, that's never going never gonna to be a strong suit. We have calculators for that. Tomorrow we're back with Bengal Sands, Mike Santagata, to get into the tape. And we'll have some good observations to talk about from the tail of the tape, a lot of nine, eight, nine. I think that's a spoiler for tomorrow's show. And if you don't know what that is, well, we'll break it down tomorrow. Until next time, Bengals fans. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hooday, day and have a good one.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.